Ibram Kendi, the director of the Center for Anti-Racist Research at Boston University, a man considered by Time Magazine to be among the 100 most influential people in the world, has a message for white people. We white people, it turns out, are not part of humanity. I don't think uh, white uh, people worldwide have really reckoned with how much their own personal identity is shaped by constructions of whiteness and and how much um, that construction of whiteness uh, prevents uh, white people from uh, connecting to humanity. In other words, uh, recognizing that uh, when when you recognize that you are part and parcel of humanity. In other words, you're not over humanity, right? Uh, it, it allows you to really be able to connect to people who don't look like you, who have kinky hair, who have dark skin, uh, and to see yourself in them. And it's whiteness that prevents that, mm. right? And, and when you're not able to see yourself Uh, in other human beings. That creates all sorts of problems. White people aren't human. That's the point for those who missed Kendi's not-so-subtle argument. White people's race, the race with which we are born, which we cannot change, which not even Rachel Dolezal can change, try as she might, that prevents us from being human because it prevents us from connecting with humanity, which is just... a a euphemism, it's just a flowery way of saying being human. Liberals love to bandy about that word dehumanizing in all sorts of silly contexts. Here, Kendi is explicitly dehumanizing all white people. What Kendi is saying here is nothing more than the pretentious, clubbable version of the sort of mottos that black identitarians are chanting in South Africa. Shoot to kill! Shoot the boa, shoot the farmer. That's Julius Malema, president of the third largest political party in the South African parliament. That's what he's saying. What he's saying sounds a little dumber and cruder than what Kendi's saying. The point is exactly the same. Shoot the boa, shoot the farmer. These people aren't human. Kendi's not quite as blunt, but he is making the same argument. White people are not human, therefore not entitled to any human rights or any political rights for that matter. Political rights are only for humans. The only practical difference between the two is that Malima chants his psychopathic hatred at political rallies in a failing African state, and Kendi preaches his in Netflix screening halls to the applause of the liberal establishment. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to the show. This episode is brought to you by Good Ranchers. Head on over to goodranchers.com. And subscribe today with code Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S, 
to claim your free limited stock holiday ham before it sells out. Also, major announcement to start the show today. Lady Ballers is now the most popular streaming movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Our first full-length feature comedy is the biggest launch in Daily Wire history. It is now the number one streaming movie in the country. You can watch it exclusively on Daily Wire Plus. Not a member? Well, lucky for you, Code Coach will allow you to become a member and save 50 bucks on new annual memberships. Also, we are breaking a story on the show today. We got a big, big scoop. This is about Pornhub and some of the bizarre activities that they are up to, some of which were actually predicted on this show. You know, I hate to say I told you so. Incredible work, undercover work. Uh, We've got video footage. We will be speaking with the journalist who undertook that investigation in just a little bit, so stay tuned. Also, a lot of announcements today. Also, I will be at Clemson later tonight. I'll be in South Carolina. So if you're in the area, I'll post a link to how to reserve tickets. We will be discussing how kids are not commodities, IVF and surrogacy. So head on over if you are in the area. Now, on the bright side of political activism, beyond, you know, white people aren't human, kill the bow or shoot the farmer. On the bright side, not only is Lady Ballers the number one streaming movie on Rotten Tomatoes, we also made it to Capitol Hill when Congressman Eric Burleson, my friend who has been on this show before, you might remember him, uh, was questioning Riley Gaines, a star of the Lady Ballers movie, on what is going on with women's sports and the transgender agenda. Check it out. I just want to say, you know, to, to Mrs. Gaines, what happened to you was, is tragic. I mean, the, what, you were robbed of your, the glory, you were robbed of your opportunity to, um, to be clearly the victor. And it's, if, if it weren't so tragic, it would be comical. I mean, and I understand there's a movie being made, the comedy about this very issue um, that on the Daily Wire that I can't wait to see. I encourage everyone to watch it. Um, and truthfully, I think that's what's needed. Uh, because what we're seeing, again, what myself and my teammates and my competitors saw was a mockery, a mockery of women. Uh, and I believe it's time we mock the mockery through comedy, because you're right, it's objectively funny. Uh, it's inherent to, to almost look at this and laugh because it feels like satire. Uh, but watching that movie, uh, to which I watched, uh, it didn't feel like satire, it felt like a documentary of what, again, myself and girls around the country continue to go through. Thank you, my time has expired. Really important point from Congressman Burleson and, of course, from Riley Gaines. This is called a hearing on transgenderism in women's sports. The, the way that this has all been framed is, is about women's sports. And that's a little bit misleading, I think, because no one actually cares about women's sports. If this were just about women's sports, people would write it off and say, don't we have bigger issues in America? Yeah, maybe it's a little wrong. The hulking dudes running and, and beating the women. But like, who cares? You know, we're on the brink of World War III. We got a migration crisis. Who cares about women's sports? No one even shows up to watch them. No one, no one goes to WNBA games. It's, it's a minor issue. I agree with you. No one actually cares about women's sports. That's not what this is about. What this is about is justice. No, I'm not, I've never gone to see a women's basketball game, and I never will. I don't, I don't even watch men's sports, really. A very small number of exceptions. That's not the problem here. The problem is 
that these women have trained their whole lives. They were told that there are rules to the game. They were told that if they worked really hard, they could win a trophy and they could get some glory, that they could get even material benefit from it. They could get scholarships. They could they could go to the college of their dreams. And then that is being stolen from them by men who are breaking the rules of the game. That's what's so wrong. That's how you get someone like me fired up about this. I don't, I don't care about women's sports at all. And most people don't. But you don't need to care about women's sports to recognize that this is terribly wrong. And it's deeply unjust. And it's dangerous for women. Don't forget, when, when dudes started fighting in women's MMA, what happened? Immediately, the dudes started cracking the women's skulls. This is terribly dangerous. It's terribly wrong. Everything about it is absurd. That's what makes it a comedy. One of the critical reviews of Lady Ballers said this this movie is actually undercutting its argument that we need to save women's sports because the joke in the movie is that no one actually shows up to women's sports and they start showing up when the men infiltrate the games. No, (laughs) the argument of the movie is not that we need to save women's sports. The argument of the movie is we need to protect women and we need to defend justice. That's the message of the movie. Yeah, the movie points out people do want to go see men compete in sports more than they want to see women because men are bigger and faster and stronger. That's why it's so wrong to have them running and swimming against the women. And it's certainly wrong to have them punching the women in the face. Now, speaking of women, Liz Cheney has got a major almost announcement. And I am totally here for it right after we talk about ExpressVPN. Right now, go to expressvpn.com slash Knowles. The Advent season is a time of joy, gratitude, and reflection in the midst of the festivities. Consider taking a moment to reflect on the digital footprint that accompanies you. Think about all the information on your phone, your searches, your location, websites you shop at, and more. Companies can legally gather this information and sell it for profit. That is why you need to do what I do and trust ExpressVPN to protect your private data. ExpressVPN is an app on your phone and computer. It encrypts all of your online traffic so your data stay private. If you think incognito windows will stop people from tracking your online activity, read the fine print that appears when you start browsing in incognito mode. It says that your activity might still be visible to your employer, your school, or your internet service provider. With that ExpressVPN, every site you visit could be logged by the administrator of that network. I love ExpressVPN because I'm a big Luddite and it's super easy to use. The app has one button. Once you turn it on, you are protected from prying eyes. Daily Wire has partnered with ExpressVPN to get you a special Christmas offer. Go to expressvpn.com slash Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S, and get three extra months for free. That is E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash Knowles, expressvpn.com slash Knowles to learn more. Liz Cheney is floating a third-party run for president real hard. She's She's been teasing this a little bit for the past few months. Now there would seem to be a coordinated effort. You saw multiple op-eds over the last week or so from Liz Cheney and her allies in Washington suggesting that Donald Trump could become a dictator if he were to be elected president again. He is the existential threat to the republic. And so for the good of our country, Liz Cheney might run third party. I think that the situation that we're in is so grave, she says, and the politics of the moment require independents and Republicans and Democrats coming together in a way that can help form a new coalition. So that may well be a third party option. My first takeaway here is that Liz Cheney does not know the singularity or plurality of the word politics. Politics is a singular 
noun. So it'd be politics is. Anyway, it's a minor point. She doesn't know grammar, but she knows how to save the whole country. She doesn't know how to get votes to be reelected to Congress, but she knows how to save the republic from Donald Trump, a very popular man and a very successful president. Listen, I'm for it. I might criticize Liz Cheney. I hope she runs. Oh boy, would that be great. I want Liz Cheney to run. I want Bobby Kennedy to run. I want Cornell West to run. I want them all to run because none of these candidates take votes from Trump. Or rather, I should say, none of these candidates take net votes from Trump. They will take more votes from Biden than they will from Trump. This is reflected in most of the polls, even for Bobby Kennedy, who is the closest to sharing a base with Donald Trump. And even then, Most of the polls show he pulls more from Biden than he does from Trump. Bobby Kennedy helps Trump get elected. Cornell West certainly helps Trump get elected. Liz Cheney, how many Liz Cheney fans were going to vote for Donald Trump, but then will vote for Liz Cheney if she's running? Zero. There is no overlap on that Venn diagram. So I love it. Throw it all in there, baby. And why is that? Why is it that candidates are having such a hard time taking votes away from Trump? Even in the Republican primary, even Ron DeSantis, who has modeled his tenure as Florida governor and his presidential campaign on being Trump without the baggage, the bigger, better version of Trump. I like where Trump took the Republican Party, but I'm going to do the better version of it. I'm going to wield power more effectively. I'm going to have a clearer political vision. That has been the pitch for, for DeSantis. Even he has not really been able to cut into the Trump support. Why is that? Because Trump is unique. The guy is an American original, and he represents in the mind of the voting public, a choice, not an echo. And all these other people, Liz Cheney, even Bobby Kennedy, who's kind of a weirdo, certainly Joe Biden, all the rest of them don't. None of them have been able to emulate that. I I don't know what Liz Cheney is thinking. She probably just wants attention because no one's giving it to her anymore. But, But if she really believes that running for president is her best way to take down Donald Trump, or whoever the Republican nominee is, but I guess she's really after Trump. Bring it on, baby. Go for it. Love it. Now, I mentioned that DeSantis, who, again, have to preface this, really like the guy, think he's terrific, has been an excellent governor. In another cycle, he could be an excellent presidential candidate, but his campaign has been very lackluster this cycle. He previously was viewed as the anti-Trump candidate. Some of us may have predicted that that was not going to work because You can't be the Trumpy anti-Trump candidate. In his own presentation, he's Trump without the baggage. In the the presentation of his donors and just given his his place in the race, he has to be the anti-Trump guy. And you can't be the Trumpy anti-Trump guy. It just doesn't work. So even though it seems like that would make you the strongest candidate, it actually leaves you as a man without a home. And now the anti-Trump voters and donors especially are moving toward a different candidate. That candidate would be Nikki Haley. Because Nikki Haley, though she might not describe herself this way, has always been from day one the moderate in the race. She's been more of the centrist in the race. She's modeled basically her whole political career on that line of thinking. And so the Koch Network is now backing her, some of the biggest donors in GOP politics. She's she's, uh, picking up a a lot of support now among the center-right types, among the punditry. And She's moderating some of her positions, including one that, that might really hurt her with the base. Uh, Nikki Haley is suggesting that the government has no place in the 
in the matter of transing the kids. Madam Ambassador, another question is what care should be on the table when a 12-year-old child in this country assigned female at birth says, actually, I feel more comfortable living as a boy. What should the law allow the response to be? Well, I think the law should stay out of it, and I think parents should handle it. Okay, this is not a good answer. I really like Nikki personally. This is a really bad answer. If I were advising her, I would tell her to immediately disavow that opinion, say that she was misunderstood, and say that she opposes transing the kids. Uh, However, I'm not advising her campaign or any campaign. And furthermore, even though I find that answer to be profoundly unsatisfying, crazy even, to say that the law has no place in determining whether or not you're allowed to castrate a child? Uh, If the law doesn't have a a role there, then what's the point of the law? I find that answer deeply unsatisfying. However, there will be a significant chunk of the GOP that likes that answer. That is especially true among the donor class. That is especially true among Republicans in blue states and Republicans on the coasts who are not as hardcore about the social issues, who whose kids go to school with all sorts of gender-confused type people, and who were raised on the GOP maxim that all that matters is shrinking the government. And if you grew up, in Nikki's defense, if you, if you grew up believing that, that the defining characteristic of a conservative is shrinking the government, getting the law and the enforcement of the law out of every single decision and making everything just a a private matter, then that's a very conservative answer. And a lot of people were raised that way. A lot of people were told, I'm not sure that this was a fair characterization of their views, but they were told that this is what Barry Goldwater believed. This is what Ronald Reagan believed. This is it. Shrink the government so that you can fit it inside your pocket. Uh, the worst words, the scariest words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. The government causes all our problems. It doesn't solve any of our problems. We'll just leave everything to private industry or at the very least to families. Yeah, I'm all for giving a lot of power to families and to local communities and even a, a reasonable amount of power to private industry. Child abuse does not, does not fall into that, you know. If the law doesn't have an interest in preventing a particularly heinous form of child abuse that will have lifelong health complications for the kids, that will sterilize them, that will totally screw up their development, that will give them bone problems, that will likely shorten their lifespans. If the government doesn't have a role in that, the government doesn't have a role in anything. But mark my words, mark my words, this view will have sway with a, with a substantial minority of GOP voters. And therefore, it's probably pretty good for Nikki's campaign because Nikki's only path here to staying in the race is to be the anti-Trump candidate. And the way to be the anti-Trump candidate is to be very clearly the centrist candidate. Trump, even though some of his views are much more centrist than his rhetoric would let on, Trump is viewed as the extreme rock-ribbed conservative candidate. So that's it. That's where she's going to go. Now, speaking of the GOP presidential field, It is shrinking. I teased this yesterday. Doug Burgum is out. Doug Burgum, the governor of, want to say Montana. I don't even really remember, but I think it was Montana. He made a lot of money in 
Tech or from Microsoft or something. He also was a, a social liberal, but he wanted to cut taxes. He seemed like a very nice guy. I know people who donated to his campaign because if you gave him 10 bucks, he would send you a $20 gift card to some store So because he wanted to qualify for the debate. So anyway, he's out. And I have to tell you, people made fun of me for suggesting that Chris Christie would go further in this race than uh, a lot of people were, were believed that he would. When I said, Christie, he might, he might have a moment or, you know, he might, he might stick around for a while. He might end up in, and people laughed. Christie, he's the worst candidate in the whole race. Ha, ha, ha. Well, look who's left. It's four candidates left at these debates. DeSantis, Haley, Vivek, and somehow Christie. Does that mean that we're on the brink of a croissance? Uh, maybe not. Croissants for short. But the man, by knowing what lane he's in, knowing that he is in the centrist lane, he's just an alternative to Trump, that man has stuck around a good long time when he had no right to do it. Ron DeSantis is the best governor in America, and he got reelected by a huge margin. Obviously, that guy should still be in the race. Chris Christie left office in disgrace, and no one likes him anymore, and, he, and he's still in it. The croissants. Perhaps it is actually happening. Now, when you've got some nice, delicious croissants, sometimes you want to put some good meat on it. When you, when you want good meat, you got to check out Good Ranchers. Right now, go to GoodRanchers.com, use code Knowles. What do green eggs and your Christmas dinner have in common? They both need ham to be complete. Not just any ham, a spiral-cut heritage pork masterpiece from Good Ranchers. It's the kind of ham that'll steal the show at your family gathering, and you get it for free with any Good Ranchers subscription. That's a whopping $99 value that you get for free in your first order. Simply subscribe to any box. You will get your free Christmas ham with any order. The subscription is phenomenal. You get 25 bucks off every order, a free gift in every third box, and free shipping on express delivery. Best part is knowing exactly where your meat comes from. That's a local American farm. I have had Good Ranchers for two nights in a row now. And usually it's the juicy steaks because I'm more of a red meat guy, but I had the chicken the last couple of nights and it's just excellent. It's just the best chicken that I eat. You know, I, I sit down because Elisa, she'll sometimes buys other meat if we've gone through our good ranches or whatever. And I sit down, I take one bite, whether it's steak, whether it's chicken, whatever. I say, good ranchers. She says, uh-huh. I say, how did I know? How did I know? Because it tastes excellent. That's how I know. Head on over to goodranchers.com. Subscribe today with code Knowles. Claim your free limited stock holiday ham before they sell out. Act fast. Won't last forever. Order before December 11th for guaranteed delivery by Christmas. Goodranchers.com code Knowles when you subscribe. Get a free 10-pound holiday ham. Don't settle for the same old holiday fare. Go to Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers American meat delivered. It's no question. We're living in an upside-down clown world. Basic notions of right, wrong, justice, truth, even reality itself, thrown out the window. Totally defenestrated. How are we going to make sense of it all? Join Jonathan Peugeot in the new four-part series, End of the World, as he explains why the world as we know it is ending, how to survive it, and how we can plant the seeds for the next world today. Jonathan Peugeot is an iconographer. He's a public speaker, a YouTuber, good pal of Jordan Peterson, a pal of mine as well, even though he's one of those Eastern Orthodox types. He still, he still has a thing or two to teach you. Uh, you might remember him from his profoundly illuminating comments in Jordan's series on Exodus. Well, now he's back. He will draw upon his deep knowledge of Christian tradition, stories, mythology, and history to explain the contradictions in our society, wacky phenomena, and how this pattern will reach its conclusion. In End of the World, you will receive a thoughtful framework to make sense of these confusing times and a roadmap to lead us out of the clown world and restore order. The first episode is available today exclusively on Daily Wire Plus. If you haven't become a member, this is the perfect time. Daily Wire dot com slash subscribe, unmask the carnies, and see beyond the end. Watch End of the World today.
Now, turning to the Democrat side of the presidential race, major Democrats are souring on Joe Biden. In fact, Bill Maher, who he's sometimes unorthodox with the left, but he's generally a reliable center-left guy. He just came out on his show and he said that not only is Biden messing up, Trump is actually right when he talks about education. He says he, under his administration, under his administration, his next one, schools will teach students to love their country, not to hate their country like they're taught now. I got to say, this one doesn't bother me so much because I think that, I mean, this is what I see when I see kids demonstrating these progressive progressives demonstrating for Hamas, the most illiberal people in the world that, oh, good, we're going to give America its comeuppance America. This is they kind of have been indoctrinated this way. And Chuck Schumer made a speech this week. He said anti-Semitism is a five-alarm fire that must be extinguished. This is the highest-ranking Jewish politician we've ever had in this country. He talked about when Jewish people hear chants like from the river to the sea. Do you understand that means wipe us out by any means necessary? Trump is right when he says that the schools teach people to hate America. That's obviously true. Obviously true. Now, what does this mean for us? Does does this mean that uh, Bill Maher is a right-wing Republican? now? No, he's not. Does it mean that the right should suck up to Bill Maher as we sometimes do? Uh, No, I don't think we should do that. Bill Maher is the perfect mainstream center-left guy. He's a great example of that guy. And so the use of Bill Maher for Republican political purposes is as a barometer. And the Bill Maher barometer reading here is telling us something that a lot of us have seen for years at this point which is that the education issue is great for Republicans. The Chamber of Commerce types, the squishes, the forget about social issues types, they don't want to talk about that. Oh no, just leave it to the parents and the local communities and don't, let's not talk about what's being taught in the schools. Let's not talk about the ideologies foisted on little kids. Let's just, let's just ignore that. No. Bill Maher is saying, man, these schools, they're teaching kids to hate America. What's wrong with these guys? Yeah. The education issue got Glenn Youngkin elected in Virginia. It was related to the trans issue. It was a trans trans in education issue, but it got Glenn Youngkin elected. That education issue was one of the biggest drivers to get Ron DeSantis reelected in Florida. Ron DeSantis going in, taking over a school, a big lib school, what is it, New College of Florida? Going in, hostile takeover, filling it up with conservatives, changing the curriculum so it stopped teaching anti-American nonsense and started being a serious educational institution. Great. Love it. Why? Why is this such a good issue? Because everyone has kids that are in some kind of schooling or another. Because during COVID, parents for the first time saw the kind of nonsense their kids were being taught which led to a huge spike in homeschooling because the left has turned parents into a unified political group for the first time ever. It's a great issue. Any Republican who wants to win needs to run on this issue. It appeals to so many people. This issue appeals to suburban moms in the Midwest. It appeals to recent Muslim immigrants in Dearborn, Michigan. No one wants their kids to be taught this lunacy in schools. Great issue. It even appeals to Bill Maher. Now, speaking of Bill Maher, on a different episode of his show, Roseanne Barr, who I think I can now refer to as my colleague, because that's <laughs> pretty great. I, I want to put that in my Twitter bio. Colleague of Roseanne Barr, because Roseanne is going to be the voice in our show, Bircham. 
Mr. Burcham, Adam Carolla's cartoon that, that we're producing here at The Daily Wire that is absolutely terrific. I've seen the pilot. It's, it's amazing. So Roseanne goes on Bill Maher's show and she makes a pretty weighty accusation about him. No wonder I don't remember this. No, sh- you blocked it out, MK Ultra. Uh, <laughs> who's that? That's the mind control program you're under, Bill. MK Ultra. Yeah. So who's but who's Klaus Schwab? The head of the WEF. What's that? Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Love Roseanne. She's great. Google it. Now, people are looking at this clip and saying, man, Roseanne's crazy, isn't she? She's always been a little crazy. She said she's a little crazy. Most comedians are. Here, though, Roseanne doesn't really sound like the crazy one to me. Roseanne comes out, she says, Bill, you're under an MKUltra mind control program. MKUltra was was that program of the CIA to try to control people's minds. It's also my preferred nickname. I really like, I'm going to rename my show MKUltra. I think that's really great. Okay, that's a big, crazy, wild accusation. But the crazier thing is, Bill says he doesn't know what it is. He's never heard of MKUltra. MKUltra, of all of the nefarious CIA operations over the years, Operation Mockingbird, all Northwoods, right, all the rest of them, MKUltra is by far the most prominent, well-known program. Bill Maher is seriously saying he's never heard of MKUltra? Then she goes, she, she cuts in later in the interview. She's talking about the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab. Everyone's heard of Klaus Schwab. Not everyone. Not everyone. There are plenty of people who have never heard of Klaus Schwab. But anyone who pays attention to political news at all has heard of Klaus Schwab. Bill Maher has been doing a political news and commentary and comedy show for, what, 30 years now? In some form or another. He's never heard of Klaus Schwab. And then she clarifies. She says, you know, from the WEF, the World Economic Forum. He says, what's that? He's never heard of the World Economic Forum? What's going on here? Is Bill Maher actually MKUltra? I don't know. Is, what does it even mean to be MKUltra? Does it mean you're just a super fan of the show? I don't know. But don't tell me Roseanne's the crazy one in that interview. I assume Bill is just playing dumb. If he's really n- never heard of those things, I don't, a little strange. Maybe he's under some mind control. Now, speaking of the deep state, We here at The Daily Wire, we cannot stop suing the Biden administration. We just love it. It's one of our favorite hobbies. And uh, this is breaking news. It just came out. We are suing Biden's State Department. This is a lawsuit with the Federalist and with the state of Texas. Uh, We are suing the State Department because we now have very strong evidence that the State Department spent money to destroy our business. The U.S. State Department, which is tasked only with dealing with foreign affairs, which is prohibited from wielding its power on domestic issues, certainly against domestic perceived enemies. The State Department used its money to destroy the Daily Wire. How did they do that? They used government money. They then, within the State Department, turned the Global Engagement Center, which is an office designed for countering foreign terrorist propaganda, and they turned it on so-called disinformation in the United States. This is a blatant violation of the First Amendment. They, uh, the GEC, this, this uh, 
center to counter foreign terrorism. In fact, it was founded as the Center for Strategic Counterterrorism Communications, was tasked with disrupting the communications of al-Qaeda. Then Congress uh, clarified in 2016 that none of the funds authorized for the entity, quote, shall be used for purposes other than countering foreign propaganda. And then what happened? The GEC turned its focus onto us, onto Americans. They promoted pro-censorship leftist organizations such as NewsGuard and the Global Disinformation Index. We're considered one of the worst offenders on the Global Disinformation Index. And uh, NewsGuard hates us too, though, and they try to censor us as well. And then they use that money to destroy our business. And not just us, to destroy the Federalist, to destroy the New York Post, to destroy Reason Magazine. Reason Magazine, they're just some amiable pot-smoking libertarians. They're going after Reason too. Reason is barely, it's hard to even call that right wing. It's vaguely right wing. State Department going after them too. So we are suing them. We love suing the Biden administration. We've got a pretty good track record suing the Biden administration. So I think it's going to work out very well. And right now in in D.C., the, the deep state does not seem quite as omnipotent as it once did. They seem kind of blundering. I'm beginning to get the impression of the deep state, not that they are truly the shadowy cabal of five people controlling the whole world. I'm starting to get the sense that it's like burn after reading by the Cohen brothers, that everything they touch turns to ash because they're extraordinarily incompetent. And they have bad motives as well, like trying to destroy our business with money that, that's supposed to be used to disrupt foreign terrorists. They've got bad motives too. I'm not denying that. But they're just so profoundly incompetent. They use money to try to destroy us. Every time they do it, our company doubles in size. Now we have the biggest comedy movie in the country on Rotten Tomatoes. Keep it up, State Department. While we sue you for this, keep it, keep spending more money to destroy us. By the end of it, we're going to be the biggest media company in the world. Now, that would help me sleep easy at night. When you want to sleep easy, you got to check out Beam. Right now, go to shopbeam.com slash Knowles. Are you struggling to sleep at night? Did you know that poor sleep can cause weight gain, mood issues, poor mental health, and lowered productivity? Sleep is the foundation of our mental and physical health and performance. You must have a consistent nighttime routine to function at your best. If you are struggling with sleep, you've got to check out Beam. Beam is designed to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. Beam's Dream Powder contains a powerful all-natural blend of ingredients, including magnesium L-theanine. They sent some dream powder to the studio for our team to try, and everyone says that Beam is helping them fall asleep and stay asleep. Unlike regular sleeping pills that will make you wake up feeling groggy, Beam helps you wake up refreshed. Just mix Beam Dream into hot water or milk, stir or froth, and enjoy before bedtime. Today, our listeners can get a special discount on Beam's delicious dream powder, their best-selling hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar. Now available in delicious flavors like cinnamon cocoa and chocolate peanut butter. Better sleep has never tasted better. Try Beam's best-selling dream powder. Take advantage of their biggest sale of the year. Get up to 50-50% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com slash Knowles. Discount is auto-applied at checkout. No code necessary. Shopbeam, B-E-A-M.com slash Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S, for up to 50-50% off today. My favorite comment yesterday is from Ms. Gizinta. What a name. Who, who says, the speed in which Michael does his ads makes me wonder how well he could rap. I challenge you, sir. Production team, do your thing. Hey, I am Wonder Mike. And I've come to say hello to the black, to the white, the red and the brown, the purple and yellow. But first, I got to get to our guest. This is a breaking news story. Uh, I'm really pleased that we were able to uh, get this 
story, and uh, we did not do the investigation. This investigation was undertaken by a, a wonderful uh, news group. This would be Sound Investigations. I am joined here by one of the journalists, Arden Young. Arden, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Michael. So, Arden, before we get into how you conducted this investigation, what it all means, I want to just show people some clips of of what you've uncovered, because some of us have suspected that Pornhub and its parent company, formerly called MindGeek, now it's called ALO, they have to keep changing the name because they're an evil company, and they they don't want to have to uh, face the music. Some of us have suspected that they've been up to these kinds of activities for a while. Here it is in their own words. Let's say you're 12 years old. You're still figuring out your sexuality, maybe even your gender. Wouldn't it be helpful to see, not a celebration, but just like maybe a normalization of something that you think is what you want, you know? Probably helps a lot. Let's say I was 12 and I saw like trans angels, I saw all these different sites. It would help me figure out what I do like and what I don't like. I need to try to push stuff that's more, less less accepted. Like putting a putting a, a trans male or a trans female in a scene, you wouldn't get that on a normal mainstream site. So test it out. See if you get a bigger audience with it. See if you can convert somebody, right? Like maybe somebody who's never looked for anything like that might find it interesting and click on it. Same thing for bi stuff, same thing for gay. That's another senior script writer at MindGeek, now called ALO, but we all know it as Pornhub. That's just the biggest pornographers on the planet. Two major discoveries here. One, they, they know that kids are looking at their content. They're totally fine with it. It obviously helps their business model. We all knew that. It's crazy to hear it in their own words. We all knew that. The second discovery, to me, is the most shocking. Senior scriptwriter here at the biggest porn company on earth saying, yeah, we're trying to convert straight guys into looking at gay porn or trans porn. We're always trying to push the boundaries. We're not even just serving the market that already exists for porn. We're trying to create new markets by, by creating new desires in people that they do not previously have that are certainly out of the mainstream that are considered more deviant. And, and we're going to slip that content into the porn to, ex- to expand the palette, I suppose, of the customer. I can't believe they're admitting this. I know. I mean, I, I was sitting across from him. That was probably one of the last things I was expecting him to say. Um, I, my instincts were to just ask him about the, the kinds of things they were marketing to people because I knew he does primarily work on gay and trans pornography sites. That's mainly what he writes. And um, he was very, very open. He was very matter of fact. And, And in fact, he, like you saw, he even viewed kids viewing porn as a positive thing. So you, you're conducting this interview. This guy obviously has no idea what's going on, but you'd think if, if you were working for so degenerate a company and, and you were engaged in such, even today, frowned upon kinds of behaviors, you might be a little, a, 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 you might play it a little closer to the vest, right? He didn't though. Did it take much prodding or was he just open about this? 
he was extremely open about this. And this we're talking about Dylan in particular, the senior script writer for ALO. Um, he was extremely open, extremely obliging, did not think my questions were strange or out of place at all. Um, and it goes to show you kind of the mindset these employees of this company are in. Porn um, in all of its forms are so normalized to them and they're so callous to something as serious as a child being able to view pornography. But of course, we all know, and in fact, in one of your interviews, you you mentioned that the, the median age of exposure to pornography now for kids is something like 11. Frankly, I'm surprised it's that high. I, I, I would even suspect it might be lower. Maybe today it is lower. We, we all know that kids are accessing porn and that's how the porn companies cultivate and groom their their future crop of customers because kids' brains are very, very malleable. If they get addicted to this stuff when they're 10 or 11 years old, they're going to stick with it for a very long time, most likely. Again, it's horrifying. They should be prosecuted for it. It's just evil. It's great to hear them admit it. The thing that is so shocking to me, I guess, is that we have been told for my entire life by the left by the the pro-pornography people, by the sexual revolutionaries, that sexual desire is innate and immutable. It's an orientation. Nobody becomes gay, bisexual, trans. It's not that you, you're just, you're born that way. And how dare you suggest, how do, I, we'll probably be kicked off of social media for even, for even repeating what this top porn employee who writes the stuff, who who knows what he's talking about, what he is admitting on camera, will probably be be kicked off even for repeating it. But but what he is saying is, yeah, nah, that's all bunk. Actually, yeah, you can convert people. That's how our business model works. You got to slip in this weirder stuff. So you take a guy who's been straight his whole life, who's never entertained any other kind of thought. And then you try to get him. Well, actually, you went even in greater depth uh, with him. Let's play that clip. The thing is, it's like when you write for like Sean Cody, which is like primarily gay targeted, when you write for trans angels, which is trans uh, female presenting targeted, you also try to see how much you can take of that and bring it to mainstream vanilla content, right? Because like Brazzers and Reality Kings is predominantly for straight men, but you try to like push the envelope as much as you can be like, okay, can I hint at like buy content here? Can I, can I like talk more about like, what if we brought a trans talent onto the site? And you kind of like take those risks to try and broaden it a little bit more, even though you know that you have a site dedicated to that, right? Like you're always trying to push a little further. Cause the thing is, the thing about Trans Angels, which is a site, um, it's female presenting trans women. It's, and like, they sell that to straight men. Like that's the demographic. There it is. There's the, they are, <laughs> they're trying to trans the straight guys. I mean, that he, that's not my words. Don't, hey, hey, social media companies, don't take me off for saying that. That's what the senior writer at MindGeek, the guy who writes all of this porn, he is saying, we are trying to take straight guys. Our target demo is converting straight guys into trans guys. Yeah. And, you know, I think I think he meant convert in the yeah. marketing sense, which doesn't really make it any better. What's well, it's um, the same really sense. They're concerned it, about it, yes. I, there's a whole conversation yeah. to be had about the business model and capitalism. But it when we're talking about a product that involves at a very deep level, your own desires and your own identity, 
then when you convert people to the product, you're converting them in their desire and their identity. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I think they're completely motivated by profits. They just want to make more, a wider variety of content, more palatable and um, more profitable to the single viewer. Um, and, you know, going back to children accessing pornography, we're seeing more and more ID laws passed in the U.S. So now in many states, it's required to verify your age before entering a pornographic site. Um, ALO and the parent company of Pornhub is actively suing some of these U.S. states trying to stop this from happening because they openly admit that requiring their ID before accessing porn actually drives down their traffic by 80%. So for them, protecting children is not a concern. Maximizing profits is 100% their concern, and they don't seem to care who they harm in the process. Of course not. I thought it told the whole story when Utah first passed, I think it was Utah, passed that that uh, ID law. And instantly, Pornhub said, okay, we're not doing business in the state of Utah anymore. He said, well, there you go. There, there you have it. Uh, Arden, can you stick around for a little bit? We've got to end this portion of the show. We will go into the member block exclusively for the Acclaim de la Creme Daily Wire member. Right now, go to preborn.com slash Knowles. Last year, because of you, Preborn's network of clinics saved over 58,000 babies. Thank you to all who made this possible. We need to celebrate these precious babies. When Charlotte found out she was pregnant, she was seven weeks along. In the back of her mind, she thought abortion was the best solution. She went into a preborn clinic, and after hearing her baby's heartbeat and seeing her beautiful baby on ultrasound, she chose life. Her heart is filled with gratitude for all of you who made this possible. Just 28 bucks a month can be the difference between the life and death of a child. When a mother meets her baby on ultrasound and hears that heartbeat, it is a divine connection that doubles a baby's chance at life. Let's join together, help mothers choose life. To donate, dial pound 250, say keyword baby. That's keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash Knowles, K-N-O-W-L-E-S. Preborn fundraises separately for all the administrative costs. So every dollar you give goes straight towards saving babies. Go to preborn.com slash Knowles, K-N-O-W-L-E-S, and donate right now. Uh, but there's so much more that I want to ask you. So stick around. All right, Absolutely. the rest of the show yes. continues now. Head on over to dailywire.com slash subscribe if you want more of this breaking story, exclusive story from Arden and Sound Investigations and so much more. We'll see you there.